Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. On today's episode, you are in for a real treat, ladies. Uh, we have Jill Johnson on our show today. Uh, this, the story about how she, you know, stayed home mom to what, 58 doors in like two years, something yes. really, really impressive. What was most impressive and most appreciated on this interview, though, and I think you women are really going to appreciate this, is her um, story of, of her emotional journey. Uh, and she had something very hard happen to her in her life. And she shares her thinking and her way of being to move through that and then to, to prepare her to grow her real estate investing kind of career. So I just was super appreciated of that. And she really talked a lot about her emotions. And, and I talked a little bit about the emotional side and being, in, you know, being, making sure you're in check on that and knowing where you are and moving through the emotions don't, that don't serve us. So really powerful stuff. It really is. Uh, I we joked around, but it's truly like she's she's a hero, truly. What she has done and what she still does for her family, for her, and for the world itself, who she is as a human being, is pretty remarkable. On the real estate side, we also talk about strategies of how she has found her deals because listen you don't need to have a ton a ton of houses in order to reach your goal first you got to know what your goal is right and then go to the niche but she gave a great tip of how to find deals and leverage what you already have in place you don't need to create an entire system in order to find deals but how can you leverage what you already have to gain what you're looking for. It's a very special show, and I hope you enjoy it. Investors, as we all know, financing deals in today's market can be a bit challenging at times. If you're looking at funding your next real estate transaction, we are so excited to introduce to you Fund That Flip. Fund That Flip is a lending partner dedicated to grow your real estate investment portfolio. They specialize in fix and flip, buy and hold, new construction, and cash out refi for one to four units. Ladies, we've known the founder, Matt, and his team for many years now, and we can assure you that their support goes beyond just lending money. They become a true partner. So if you're looking for great terms and reliable service, check out fundaflip.com slash investher. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where we are in a very important mission to uh, serve women globally in, in really creating financial freedom for them, themselves and doing it in a, in a balanced way, whatever balanced means to you. Uh, and uh, we actually, Andres and I, I want to say, set some really big goals for this community um, no, no one's aware of this, but we're setting really big goals <laughs> recently, obviously, as, as this year is underway. And one of the goals that we want to put out there, one of our huge goals is to actually create, actually have specific how many women buy more investment property. As a result of being part of this community and listening to something or connecting with a woman, going to a meetup, being part of our future membership. So we have a thousand women. That's our goal to, to they can say that because of, you know, something they learned here, 
um, they're actually growing their investment portfolio. So that's a big one for us. Um, we're still figuring out how to track that. But regardless, I want to put it out there because that's really what we're doing here. We really want to create more financial freedom for, for all of us, especially the women listening. So um, absolutely. So with that, I, I want to also briefly share, right, Andressa, we'd like to do a little quick tip. Yeah. Oh, what, and then what's welcome, going on? welcome, Jill Johnson, to our show. Sorry, I just like to blabber, and I'm so sorry for not <laughs> welcoming you. We're Thank so, you so much. We're so excited to have Jill. I met Jill at the Bigger Pocket Pockets Conference, and uh, her and her husband are just doing some really amazing things. We had some really great chats there. So I'm just so excited to have you on our show here. Um, we're going to jump into her story in a moment. I want to share one really quick thing where I'm using a new planner. Yes. I'm like a planner junkie. You know, every year I try something different because I'm like, Ooh, will this give me, you know, something, you know, but anyway, I found this planner and I know you're using the same one on Jessica because of course yes. you know, I, I had to tell you and you had to get the same one. We, <laughs> we're dorks together and we love to look at our planners, but it's really neat. And um, I'll put, I'll put the link in the show notes, but it basically and I'm sure people have heard this, but it, it basically gives you a lot of things to think about beyond just your goals. One of the things I'm really, really getting a lot from is it gives you the emotional vibration, your emotional kind of scaling. So it starts from like, are you feeling blissful, joyful, love, appreciation, all the way down to depressed, right? Um, you know, I'm looking at it just because I will remind me fear of being a victim. And then it gives you all the emotions in between. And we all know these emotions. But what's really cool about it is then it gives you affirmations to move you through that specific emotion. So for me, depressed and, you know, fear and powerlessness, I don't, that doesn't resonate with me. There's moments of that, but that, not in general. But a couple tears up, um, feeling worried, doubtful, or feeling um, overwhelmed or impatient. Yeah, those are emotions that I I've personally struggle with at times. Not struggle, but I have to work through. So then it really gives you some really nice affirmations. More importantly, action steps to then move you through that emotion. Because for me, I'm really working on, and I know Andres and I have talked a lot about this, you could feel the emotion. The goal is not to never have these emotions, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to live in a, a blissful state, you know, 100% of my life. I, I don't, I'm not a monk. I, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm just, you know, um, not, to, not that all monks do that either. But <laughs> regardless, I'm not going to be someone that lives there all the time. But I want to increase my, my batting average. I want to increase the percentage of living there. And I want to move through the less empowering emotion faster. You know, I was annoyed with my kids, who I have toddlers, by the way, two-year-old and a six-year-old, probably for two hours yesterday. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm allowing my two-year-old, because she's going through her ter terrible twos, to like literally bring me off my game. Like, I'm like, this is crazy town. I'm letting my two-year-old have power. That, that's not, she's two. Give her some grace. You know, we'll work through what she's working through. My point though is where are you and how do you move through the emotion faster? Do you have an effective affirmation that you're setting yourself up to succeed to bring you through that emotion? And do you have some action steps that you can take so you can move beyond the emotion and not stay in the emotion for a long time? So I just wanted to share that. Um, I will put the link in the show notes. It's a phenomenal, um, probably one of my favorites. I'm biased because I have a lot it of is. It's called Freedom Mastery, but it's a phenomenal um, planner and it gives you that kind of tool. You know, Liz, um, so when you 
put it out there, I looked over it and I, and I got it. Um, I think that one important thing that you're mentioning is the emotion, the, the vibration, and like the awareness of it. Because sometimes we, we go through the day and we're not even aware of it. And sometimes you, you wake up and you're like, something is off. I can't pinpoint exactly what it is, but my vibration is off. Yep. So going through all those affirmations um, make me move through it. And honestly, um, if you guys are thinking like, oh, okay, why are you guys talking about vibration here? This is about real estate, right? I don't know if it, that's because I'm getting older or something like that, but for my real estate goals, I don't have only numbers, numbers of properties I want to get, numbers of that is old to me. And I, it doesn't bring, it doesn't fulfill me. The quantity does not fulfill me more. Um, I'm more in towards um, my, my, my body, my spiritual uh, journey. It's kind of like reverse. The real estate will fulfill my lifestyle, not the other way around. And I just want to bring this to you guys as you guys set your goals or buy the agendas, whatever you are using it, expand a little bit more, even though you are in real estate, expand a little bit more about skills that you want to work on, um, your, your personal growth. If I were to deal with Andresa from, I don't know, 2016, 15, going crazy with general contractors, it doesn't work. That person does not work anymore. But my next conversation with my general contractor is not going to be based on my state at that moment. I'm preparing with skills and, and different awareness for that conversation. So just be mindful of it. I really um, encourage you to check out this agenda because it's very broad. Yeah. And it looks at your life as a whole, not just like you're not limited to what you do in life. So yeah. check it out. It's good stuff. Uh, well, cool. Well, with that, we'll uh, transition to Jill, who's uh, had an amazing journey, you know, and uh, again, just really great connecting with you uh, a few months ago. We always like to share, or we always like to kind of start and kick things off with your journey and just tell us a little bit about how you got involved in real estate investing. Yeah, I think talking about the emotions is a perfect segue because I do kind of have an emotional um, journey. I um, got married in the year 2000 um, to a lifelong friend and uh, we moved from Chicago to Colorado and started our family in 2003, uh, which was a whirlwind. Um, we had our first daughter, 2003, our son, 2005, another son, 2007, and then we were debating um, on having another one, and I actually got pregnant, and there was twins this time. So, oh my quickly, gosh, I know we quickly moved from <laughs> zero to five, um, and they're all within six years. So it was wow. it was crazy. Um, <laughs> I was stay at home mom. Um, loved just being home. My husband worked uh, twelve hour days, and so I just I just gave him the confidence to go out and do that, and just kind of managed um, the home. After our twins were born, um, our daughter was supposed to start 
first grade and I just didn't really want to let her go. She's a cool kid and I just wanted to um, kind of keep her at home. So we started homeschooling on top of that. Um, so I kind of added that to my, my already. Jill, you're plate. my hero. Know, my right? hero. Stop talking, Jill. You're totally <laughs> a hero. It's, you know, it, there's a lot of grace, I guess, in that. And um, you just, you, you do with what, you know, what you got to do, but um, it's been really, really fun. The homeschool has been um, a challenge. I, I'm not a teacher, but I, I do love to teach my own kids. And so it's been really, really fun. Um, so that's, that's kind of how our family got started. Um, in 2014, um, my husband had been sick for about a month and we didn't really know what was going on, went in and determined that he needed to have his gallbladder removed, went and did that surgery. And that really just showed us that was just a symptom of something bigger going mm -hmm. on. Um, and he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer on January 15th of 2014. So mm. that was um, just devastating. Um, my whole world, I, I was living, you know, what I thought was just the perfect little life doing exactly what I wanted to do. And um, yeah, just nothing prepares you for that, that kind of news. Um, he fought that battle for um, 11 months and passed away the day after Christmas of 2014. Wow. Um, so that just kind of started my journey of being a single mom. Um, so challenging. Thankfully, um, we were in a really good place financially. He had, you know, he really did take care of us. And so the day to day didn't really change. I was still able to homeschool them. I didn't have to run off and get a job. Um, thank goodness. Cause I couldn't imagine, um, going through the grief, your children going through the grief and then just saying, okay, go have a good day at school. So that, that was really a huge blessing. And I think that that's, you know, probably part of the purpose of starting the whole homeschool journey. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did the single mom thing for a little while, um, couple years down the road, um, the kids and I decided to, we had we were living in a, a very small home. You never know what five kids is going to look like. And so we needed some more space and decided uh, to do a construction project. And um, we started this whole process, which was hard anyway. Um, uh, some, uh, this project manager got put on our job that wasn't supposed to be there. And his name was Joe. And we quickly hit it off. He was so um, just kind and gentle just knew the situation and was just easy just made the whole process really easy um also during that time i didn't really realize it at the time but i kind of got my feet wet in the real estate realm by um holding a mortgage for someone so basically it was like a hard money loan mm -hmm. um didn't really realize that i you know just was like oh <laughs> that's what i did you know as, as i've gotten more educated in this and so um, I had been doing that pretty much since my husband had passed away and that was going to come to an end. And so this was kind of all just a big transition period. Um, just to kind of shorten up the story a little bit. Um, after our project, Joe and I just kept our friendship going. He fell in love with the kids. The kids fell in love with him. And we just, we formed a really good friendship, but realized there was something, something more um, than just that. And so we started, you know, our relationship together. And in that same time frame, I had to go through this transition period of no longer holding 
this mortgage, but I wanted to do something with this mm -hmm. investment um, and not just, you know, give it to somebody to manage or something like that. And I really could see down the line that I was really going to need to create some more income. And that income that holding that mortgage created was, was so beneficial to the kids and I. It really helped us um, just, you know, really, really live, really live life and kind of be able to do some things that we probably wouldn't have been able to do. Um, and so I started just kind of researching a little bit about real estate. I was talking to Joe about it. I think we read Rich Dad Poor Dad in one day <laughs> a piece. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, you know, I think, I think we could do this. And he had the construction background. And so I'm like, that's, that's kind of as a woman, that was a little bit my fear. Um, you know, what if something breaks? And so I located um, a home where we live, um, our town, I guess. And it was a, a single family home, but it also had an apartment in the back. And so I could take this money, invest it, but also increase my income because it was going to rent for a lot more. So I went ahead and did that. Joe was getting really burned out in his construction um, business. He was working for someone at the time and he just, you know, he'd kind of had enough of somebody dictating his day. And so he decided to go on his own. And then we just kind of started talking about this partnership um, and, and basically just formed one. But we couldn't stay in the area and keep investing. And so we started to explore other markets. And Joe found the market that was just basically like 60 miles down the road, but it was drastically different. Um, you know, we could purchase a house anywhere from, and this is single family homes too, um, anywhere from 85,000 to, you know, I think the most we spent was like 110,000, but they okay. would, they would rent for the 1%. Um, we were getting rents that were 1200 a month. And um, so we, little bit fast and furious um got like three houses under contract um in the first like i think month of looking there um closed on those and then um joe made the investment in our family and actually uh, proposed to all of us it was really sweet and uh, so we got married um so that same year 2017 we got married at the end of august and then we really he just we both just fell in love with the real estate we were able to be with our children, um, homeschool them and, and work. Like it was just the perfect combination. We didn't have to say no to, you know, oh, we can't make it to that tennis match because we have to be at work. And so it worked really well. Um, by the end of that year, we actually um, bought our first apartment building. So we found a 12 unit and it's just, it's just kind of gone from there. Wow. There's, there's a, there's a lot there. I mean, first, yeah, thank yes. you for sharing that. Yeah. That, that couldn't have been easy um, no. on any level. I don't know how that felt, but I could only imagine. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yes. Um, to then move through that and to like grow your family and come to a place that you're at today, not just financially and, and in your real estate business, but it sounds emotionally is really remarkable. So, so, what were some of your, because, you know, this show is a lot about obviously core real estate investing, which we want to kind of talk a little bit about how you grew from, from zero to 48 in like two years, right? As you shared, but you dealt with a very emotional experience that none of us want to go through, right? I mean, that, that, that was not easy and it was not on, on any level. So, but we all go through emotional 
kind of disasters and situations in our life that are not easy, whether we lose money, whether we lose a spouse, whether we get divorced, whether we get married and it wasn't the right person, whether we lose a kid. I mean, really serious stuff or just get money stolen from us, which I can connect with, whatever it is, but it's these very, very hard things. Um, what did you, how was your mental health? How did you move through that? Did you, what did you do? What did you say to yourself? Um, what was your thinking? What was your actions? I'm just curious because I think all the women listening here, I, I want to know that. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was yeah. not easy. I mean, I, we talked to a lot of people. We're over 100 episodes at this point, me and Andressa. That, that's not easy. So, and to keep them home and the whole path you just shared with us. So, it happened. How did you move yourself through that? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a blur because you just kind of do the next thing. I think as moms, we, we just, we have to do the best thing for our kids, right? So we're, we're taking time for ourselves, but um, I'm not going to lie. There were days where I got them through it and then I would just crumble at the end of the yeah. night. You know, you're here, you're by yourself. You have no one to talk to. Um, it's, it's devastating. We did do a lot of, um, we, I, I just put us in counseling. We, we worked with through a grief counselor. Um, the kids were, were actually pretty young. Our oldest was, um, Gosh, she was 11. She didn't turn 12 until later that year. And then our youngest were, were five. And so they, you know, dad's there one minute and gone the next. And, and why, you know, we don't even understand that. Um, so there was a lot of processing. I did a lot of, um, I did a class myself, a, an entire grief class. I did a lot of, um, I've done a ton of studying with real estate. I did a ton of studying with grief. I just mm. don't think that we're taught how to grieve, but like just what kind of what you just went through, Liz, like we grieve over a lot of different yeah. things. We grieve over lost partnerships, divorces, you know, loss of money. Um, you know, something that you thought was going to turn out great. Doesn't, uh, you know, losing someone. Um, and I also just looked at, um, just some, people that had been in my life and watched how they went through some things. Mm. Um, my grandparents lost a son, um, when he was 19 and I, oh. I, I can't even fathom that, you know, my grandmother also lost her husband when she was young. And so I think just gaining strength, um, I am very spiritual. I, you know, I believe that God has me here for a very important reason. Don't know what that is. Um, obviously didn't want to, go through that, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that my kids don't become like a victim to it. I want them to be better and stronger and go on to help other people. I think you just said something really powerful because I'm going to be recording a, we're going to be recording a mini-sode about um, dealing with debt. And I'm going to be sharing some things that I quite honestly have not shared at all, like publicly or on podcasts, you know, the things that you don't really want to talk about. But the point of how to move through those things too, as you said it, do the next thing. Hmm. I mean, I just saw Frozen 2, which was amazing, by the way. Um, I'm like, this is the most amazing movie I've seen. It I'm is, right? Isn't it was it? so deep. I was like, hold on a second. Am I understanding this right. correctly? Or, but anyway. Or what? I, you know, my kids are having fun. They're eating like popcorn, chocolate, you know? And I'm like, this is the most moving movie. And, and you see Anna, who's, you know, her sister's gone and her, her boyfriend went somewhere and she's trying to figure out how to save the whole village. And she so sings a song about the next thing. Mm -hmm. Just do the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I start crying and I'm like, I'm crying. It's frozen too. <laughs> I'm crying thinking about it. But you're right. I mean, I, I, Jill, it's just, 
oh, what an experience. And then to have yeah. that way of being and then just, I don't know, my hat goes off to you. So thank you. Um, you know, sincerely. So and I Joe, know I'm just, just has got some questions. Yes, I do. I was just like, ah, before I forget. So, so one thing is that I, I really understand that even though uh, my experience is different as you guys are talking. Um, I lost my dad when I was 17 and three months later, my grandfather, the one that I had a very close relationship passed away as well. And you go through motions, right? If I like look back, it's like a blurb, as you were saying, mm -hmm. right? Um, my recent experience is as a divorce, which is completely different as well. And sometimes it's just a blur. Um, I think that a lot of the ladies that are listening to us that are going through completely different types of emotional roller coaster, to say the least, um, what we are going to get out of, out of all of this experience, we don't know yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you're saying, like, what's the next step? What is in front of me for me to do now? And sometimes it's not even the day. It's like, what do I need to do this morning to get through the afternoon? What do I need to go through the afternoon to go through the even, evening? But one thing that you said that I really want to emphasize is that sometimes we read real estate books. We listen to podcasts. We go to you know, conferences. We do a lot of things, but we don't take care of that, uh, our emotions in the same level. And, and I do believe that you can prepare for certain situations, but if you don't take care of that emotional side of it, you're just carrying that throughout your entire life if you don't mm -hmm. deal with, with that. So the counseling that, that, that you guys did, is there anything else that you can say besides the counseling that you invested in yourself in order to get to the emotional and spiritual state that you are right now? Um, do you mean like, like a conference or something like that? Um, anything, not, books, anything, any anything. Books. I yep. read a ton of books. <laughs> there was a lot of books that I really dwelled, you know, just dove headfirst in. Um, it was super hard, but just, seeing what other people have gone through, um, it, it makes you realize like, you know, sometimes it's not as, it's not as bad. Like you really have to, there's people who as terrible as this was and would not want anyone to go through it. People have gone through way worse and just, just knowing that. And I think the biggest thing, um, my kids were so helpful through this and mm -hmm. just, helping them go through it and rationalize because it doesn't just, it, you know, here we are in 2020 now. It's, it's not like the grief is over. Mm, it's definitely yeah. not, you know, we just had the, the five year, you know, he just passed away five years ago, the day after Christmas here, we're coming up on, you know, when he was diagnosed. So all these, my son just turned 15 yesterday. We go through mm. all of these emotions and just really being able to, um, express to your children that it's okay. Like, it's okay if you're mad. It's okay if you're, you know, you're sad about this or, you know, I, I imagine our daughter will go through something to, you know, she's getting ready to graduate high school in a year and a half. And then, you know, then what happens when she gets married? You know, you're, you're going to have all of those feelings um, just kind of 
they're, they're always going to pop up and you never, you never know. I always think of grief as um, kind of like an ocean, like some of the waves you can just kind of take and you never know when they're really coming. And then other times you get, you know, you just, you get completely knocked down, you get roughed up and then you come back up and, and you still just have to keep, you keep going. I think the biggest thing, and you guys kind of touched on this, um, you know, when I first lost my husband, I, I could not even really think about what I needed to do tomorrow. It was literally like, what can I do right now um, to help me through this? And I still kind of work my days like that. Like, what's the most important thing I can do today to get me to, you know, I want to own this, or I want to help my kids get through this, or how can I support Joe through this? You know, what's the, what's the one, kind of the one thing <laughs> um, mm -hmm. that I can do to help me. And I did that all through grief. And I still kind of continue to do that because, you know, nothing is guaranteed. We're not guaranteed anything. So. Love that. Yeah. That's uh, it's a phenomenal book. If anyone, if any ladies listening ha haven't read My that, favorite. it's called um, the one thing by Gary Keller, who pretty much built a huge, enormous, you know, successful yes. real estate company. Um, so let's let's dissect a little bit about your your enormous path of going from zero to forty eight because <laughs> units. I don't want to like oh you know you just did that in two years and you yeah. dealt with what you've dealt with like yeah. you seriously are are definitely our 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 new new hero. But for you, you know, so you got those few properties underway. You found a great market. It sounds like right that worked for your numbers, that worked for your goals. Um, so take us through the next few steps. How did you start to grow? You know, with your team, obviously financially. How did you know finance these deals? Did you use your own money? Did you finance them? Um, and then how you've been able to build and and the things you're dealing with now? Yeah, um, actually we have 58 now. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so we sorry. Yeah, no, I no that just happened. We just we just got to close uh, two days before Christmas, so that's okay. what we got for Christmas as a 10 unit. So there you go. we were we were pretty pumped about that. Um, yeah, it's kind of um, to initially start. We took. Um, I had a lot of equity in our primary residence and that's kind of how we got, we got going with it. Um, with our apartment buildings, we've done commercial loans. The market that we were in, so like it still in the state of Colorado um, was great, but it quickly changed over the last two years. Like all of a sudden you can't get single family homes and which is obviously we, we own quite a few doors there. So we're not upset about that, but just is investing in, you know, we wanted to own more. So we actually started to look at another market and we, I, I don't even remember why, but we looked at, into New Mexico and my Joe travels there a couple times a year for just for golf and things like that. And then also we have, um, competitive wrestlers. We have three wrestlers. And so we go <laughs> there a couple times a year for tournaments. So we're kind of like, it's only five hours from us. And so we're like, maybe this is a market we can look into. And so we, we started to look into it. Uh, we were referred to a realtor there, um, found an eight unit, closed on that, realized the realtor probably wasn't going to really work for us. Um, so, and, and we needed to find a property manager. So Joe went and spent about a week um, in New Mexico, Albuquerque is the, the area actually. And I think he interviewed every property manager that he could find and just immediately, I mean, there were some people who just, you know, they didn't even care. He was sitting at their desk. Like, you know, they were busy doing other things. And, <laughs> and, uh, the one guy that we, um, the guy that he had the next meeting with, he's like, Hey, let me know where this, this 
places. And so he told them where our eight unit was. By the time Joe went to go meet with them, he had already driven by, he had already taken pictures, he had already seen, you know, what was going on, things that he would change. And so needless to say, we found our fit for a, a great team there. He also has a um, construction company within his property management, and then he is now our realtor there. Um, so he also brought us, um, I guess that was last, it was in 2019, he brought us a pocket deal of a 21 unit, which is, um, it's all, it's all mostly studios. There's uh, one bedroom in there. So we've closed on that one too. Um, so those we don't, we don't have to manage. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then now that brings us up to date to just uh, December 23rd, we closed on another 10 unit here close to where we eat about an hour, hour and a half down the road um, that we'll also manage our, just ourselves. But as far as our team, we, we manage the Colorado um, properties, but we still have a great, we still have a team. So we can be doing, for instance, last weekend we were, we were at a tournament and of course the heat's not working and we're like, we, we can't pick up every, you know, I mean, right. Yeah. It's, it's five o'clock uh, at five o'clock on Friday. And what happens? The heat goes out in the building. I mean, of course. Right. So we're, you know, we're like scrambling, but we have, um, we have a, a husband wife team that's there boots on the ground so they can handle anything that comes that comes up and that's just been something that you know we just decided it's 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 just worth our time and our 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 time's worth it to mm -hmm. pay somebody twenty dollars an hour to um, handle some of that stuff for us we do all of the the rental screening, but they'll, you know, they'll show them, you know, they'll actually do the showing of the apartment and then kind of give us the thumbs up. And so it's just, it makes for a really good team there. So, so Jill talking about team, right? When we, you, you share with us your journey, um, mom, stay home mom for a long period of time. How was that transition? How did you find it like your, your core genius, what you're good at and what do you fit? within this new real estate business. How did you find that out? Well, it was a process. <laughs> um, and Joe and I just recently, I think our roles have kind of, um, they've, they've just evolved. Um, one of the things that has evolved this year that has been huge for me is Joe's decided to take on the math portion of homeschooling. And that has been a huge gift. I, you know, I don't have to cry over seventh grade math anymore. It's really great. Uh, so that's kind of some things. But as far as our business, um, I was kind of handling more of the day to day stuff probably like a year ago. And that's transition now. He's no longer really doing any construction unless it's um, on our properties. And he's handling a lot of the the day-to-day -day stuff when it comes to hey we've located this i i'm all in on the deals i want to i want to help analyze i want to you know i i kind of keep track of hey can we can do this we can find the down money to do this and um that kind of stuff but he's he's my construction guy he i, I do a lot of del he'd tell you i do a lot of delegating to him <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so I just have kind of seen the roles that I really love. I, we love, um, you know, like yesterday, I was I dropped off for practice and I met a possible tenant, and I love I love doing that. I love finding out people's um, stories. We're learning all about our, you know, our tenants in our new building, and and that's really um, that's that's a neat a neat thing for me for sure. 
Yeah. Makes it personal too. And it makes uh-huh. it kind of like it you does. get connected to the asset. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's huge. The, um, so in terms of like sourcing the deals, so you, you found these through realtors, you found those off market, on market, like what were some of the things you've learned in mm-hmm. scaling so quickly? Cause I would think that is yeah. a big piece of this is sure. finding it and then financing it. You know. Yeah, they're, they're much harder to come by. Now, um, when we started in 17, we just used the MLS. There were some homes that we knew could rent well and um, went that route. We then found an amazing realtor um, where most of our Colorado units are. She was actually brand new, um, which was interesting, but awesome because she was just she wanted to leave her other job. And so she was super hungry and we just, we kind of trained her exactly what we're looking for. Like we, when we first started, we've, you know, we had like a super spreadsheet. Now we're, we use the bigger pockets calculator and all that kind of stuff. So we've, we're better at that, but we shared with her our numbers. We shared with her our spreadsheet. And so she started bringing us things, you know, like, Hey, do you guys want it? This seems like it would work. And she actually, um, brought the, the 12 unit that we have there. And then our most recent one too, we just, I kind of reached back out to her after the biggest, bigger pockets conference. I'm like, okay, we want to do something before the end of the year. What can we do? So I just told her, I'm like, okay, we're ready. Um, what can you find? And she just made some phone calls and she called an appraiser that she knew. And he was like, Oh, actually I have a 10 unit that I'm really, I'm, I'm tired of. And so we bought that. And then with our New Mexico, um, our, our realtor. So because he's a property manager, he has access to a lot of landlords who are worn out and tired. And, um, that was the case with the, uh, 19 unit that we bought there. So I guess a little bit of everywhere. That's actually a great strategy to to idealize your team, not just for what they do. Like your appraiser, he's just not an appraiser. He had his own property that he might know landlord that is tired. And same thing with the property management. So I think that sometimes we like, oh, I'm not going to call my property management or my appraiser or my CPA or you name it. You don't know. You really don't know. So I think that's a great strategy to just like, let me communicate to everybody and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Keep an eye on it. If you come across anything, let me know. I think that's a great, great, great tip. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I would also take it one step further. Schedule time for yourself to be making those relationship building calls. Uh, because sometimes it is when you, we need something, but it's also like, you know, you had a good relationship, Joe, with that realtor, right? She, and, and I love that she was hungry because I also agree with mm-hmm. you. I don't care about how experienced realtors are, how investor friendly they are. If they're not hungry to close deals, they just don't follow up. <laughs> so I think hung, hungry realtors is actually the most important quality of <laughs> But yeah, to your point, like, so schedule that time for yourself. I need to do a better job at that. You know, just reaching out proactively to people who like and respect you. Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is one of my goals for the year. You know, do you know anyone? You know, and, and it sounds like you had those relationships built, Joe, which uh, yielded some great results and then you, mm-hmm. but you knew your markets and you're able to jump on them quickly. Yeah. So that's the key. Yes, so that was key. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I had an old realtor just literally just send us a listing for, for a fourplex. She goes, Oh, I know you guys are buying stuff that it's bigger, but would you be interested in this? And my husband and I had, we've been talking a lot soul searching and I'm like, I'd love to get, but I'd love to buy more smaller stuff actually again. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
so we, you know, my husband's like, oh, it's too high. I'm like, do you really know if it's too high? We got to study this market. We're not ready to make a decision on this deal. Um, but it's telling me that we need to now get someone to help us through, okay, what is the market really? Because just the price mm-hmm. tag of properties is different in every market. Mm-hmm. What's expensive in one market is different than what we might be used to. So my point in saying that is we couldn't jump on that deal, but it did teach me that I, need to, I just needed to spend a little time studying that market a little more because can't, you can't make quick decisions if you don't know mm-hmm. a market. You'll make the wrong decision or you'll overpay which a lot of people do. (laughs) Yes. And that's what we're kind of seeing now is a lot of people are overpaying and you can, you can look at a price tag and be like, you know, I think, and then you're like, no way. (laughs) And then you look at something like that's way too high and you run the numbers and you're like, you know what, we can actually, this, this can work. So I running the numbers and knowing your market are just so important. And it's, it's, it's a constant study, right? Because it's always changing. It's, it doesn't, Unfortunately, it doesn't stay that way, right? Uh, fortunate and fortunately, right? What's the biggest thing, Jill, that you wish you knew when you got started investing and you know now 58 units later? Oh, that is a great, a great question. When we first got started, I, I had the, the confidence to, to move forward and to make the offers and to get the things, um, you know, to get things under contract and bought. But I had this fear factor of, I got to get somebody in there. Like Joe would make fun of me because I would literally have, we would close and I would literally have people coming over to, you know, we'd be in the town, you know, we'd be in the town. And so I'd have appointments that afternoon. And now I don't do that. I, I know I'm confident in our investment properties that I am going to get the best tenants in there. I'm not, you know, you're running down the road, waving cash at me. I, I will run now. I've learned that lesson. Um, we've had enough, you know, things not work out. We've had a a lot of awesome tenants, but we've had some people, you know, just, just, they don't, they don't always do what they say they're going to do, I guess. Um, but so I don't think I would have had that, that fear of, is this really going to work? You know, just run your numbers, get it under contract and trust that you're going to get a tenant in there. You're going to get the right tenant in there. You're going to screen properly. Um, and just really have a good, a good screening process as well. That's great. I love that. Um, we could probably keep it. I have like 95 other questions to ask you, right? I'm just, we have to be mindful of time. We could just sit here. Have you, have you, have you back on, but, um, yeah, you know, I really just really appreciate you sharing your story and sharing your path and your thinking and your way of being, and then jumping into a whole new business that you grew very quickly. Um, so that's yes. just absolutely amazing. So, uh, where can the ladies listening learn more about what you're doing and just follow along with your, with your path here? Oh, I would love that. I would love that if they followed along. Um, I just started a blog, actually, lifesneverdull.com. And my daughter Glad also you did. writes on it. <laughs> I, me too. Uh, a lot of real estate, but then also just some mom, you know, regular mom stuff. Um, some little bit of homeschooling on there. So that's been really fun. Also at Instagram at lifesneverdull. And you can always reach out to me there. Email me, lifesneverdull7 at gmail. And I, it is my passion to help others. Joe and I have helped several other people get started. So if you, you know, if you're going through something, I would absolutely love to, to help somebody if they reached out to me. I love that. I love the name. I love the combination of, of <laughs> I love all of it. Thank <laughs> you. Life me. is never dull. 
<laughs> that is true. So all of that, uh, for the ladies that are listening, all of that is going to be on our show notes. So you don't need to rush to write okay. that down. And uh, now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Joe, is what's the most transformational book you have ever read? Well, I kind of already got mentioned. Um, of other than Rich Dad, Poor Dad is The One Thing by Kelly, uh, Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. So good. If you have not read it, it's, it does, it just changes the way um, you think about things and just really putting things in perspective. Um, you know, what is, what is the one thing this day and you know, all of that, but um, it's actually kind of changed our life a little bit. We're actually getting ready to um, take off here in the next month and a half to travel with our kids for five weeks um, in a sprinter van and a camper, just seven of us crammed in there. It should, it should be a blast. Um, but it just really helped us see like we're, really what is important, you know, and uh, we get just a, a moment with these kids and then they're, they're out of the house. I know it, I know Liz, you're, they're young, but oh, I, my son just been yesterday, I swear he was just five. Like it just, it goes so fast. So I think really just know what you're, what you're working towards is, is huge. So love yeah. that book. Awesome. And the second question is, what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Yes, um, I get up really early. I get up about uh, 4.40, 4.45. Um, I have my prayer time, devotion. It's pretty much the only time the house is quiet. Um, so I really love that. I'm really big into CrossFit. So I actually go to CrossFit. Um, Five days a week, six days a week. Love oh my that. gosh, Jill, I'll be <laughs> like once, twice a week. Oh God. It's so fun. I know. I know. It's a habit. It's good. Um, and then I, I think one of the biggest things, and Liz, you kind of started the whole podcast with that, as I'm a big scheduler. Um, so I love to do like time blocks for myself. And so I time block out like this is, this is, you know, the morning is my time. It's, it's my devotion. It's my prayer. Um, it's my workout. I don't, I don't feel selfish doing it. I know that I'm going to be better. Um, if I, if I didn't go to the gym that day, probably not going to be a super fun household that day. So <laughs> the kids are like, you should go. Um, <laughs> I just really love to time block that time. And then I've got my homeschool time blocked in the afternoons I spend working on my business and, um, and then we've got, and then I, I, I schedule family time. We schedule date nights. Um, just trying to keep that balance is huge. And, and I, I use balance and nothing's really ever balanced, but um, as long as you, you're taking care of everything and, and you feel at peace with, with all of that. Yeah. The last question is which women famous or not has inspired you the most? Yeah, this was a hard question. Um, you know, someone that I've always really looked up to uh, was Nancy Reagan. Um, she had an amazing partnership with her husband. She was, you know, his right hand woman. And I just always just admired that. And I, you know, I kind of, I look to that to want to have that partnership with, with my husband. Um, also, she did a lot for the vets and um, keeping kids off of, you know, the whole just say no to drugs campaign. And then also, I just thought she walked beautifully um, with President Reagan through his Alzheimer's and just going through that 
just near and dear to my heart as well. Um, just, she just had that grace and beauty about her. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm like thinking about, I'm like, you're revisiting that, that, you know, way of being, you're absolutely right. Um, well, Jill, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for taking time to share your, share your journey with us and all the women listening. And I know you've touched, you touched me and I'm sure on Jessa. So I know you've touched, I know you've touched the women listening too. So thanks for being here and, uh, you know, appreciate, appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. It is, I feel blessed to have been asked. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jill. Looking forward to meeting you in person. Me too. That would be wonderful. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.